Many evangelical and mainline churches today struggle with the LGBT question, with one side believing in the full affirmation of LGBTQIA people and the other side believing in a kind of partial inclusion. This partial inclusion, often called Side B, affirms the queer community as blessed by God but does not believe that they should act on their queer impulses or live out the quote-unquote homosexual lifestyle. On today's episode, I unpack the Side B theology and deconstruct the toxic thinking around sexual abstinence. Be sure to hit the subscribe button because you're going to want to hear every episode on this new series on pleasure and purity. Welcome back to the Unlearning Podcast. My name is Ashley Lynn Hanks, and I am a Cuban-American lesbian theologian living in Los Angeles. I am a writer, a black and white photographer, and a wife and a soon-to-be mother. As I write this episode, we are in day two of many, many days and many, many bouts of lots of rain in Los Angeles. And so we're grateful for the rain, but it's causing a bit of flooding so please keep us in your prayers. The Unlearning Podcast is currently in a series of episodes on pleasure and purity, where we're talking about all things sex, romance, and gender. Today, I want to take the time to quickly unpack the side B mentality in the debates over LGBTQIA inclusion. Christians who are side A are fully affirming of LGBTQIA people and their relationships. Side B Christians are not. They believe that God loves the queer community, but that the queer community should not act out on their homosexual behaviors or desires. And side X Christians are those who believe LGBTQIA people are condemned by God and that they should deny, deny, deny any kind of desire or inkling in that direction. Now, you might notice that I'm overgeneralizing the LGBTQIA community in describing us as homosexual, but I'm only doing that because that is how most people understand the queer community, as if we are all gay and being gay is what we have, is what we want permission to be. But that's not true. The LGBTQIA community is so diverse. There are asexual people and pansexual people, and polyamory is also considered queer. And even though being trans is a queer experience, it's not really about sex, it's about gender. And so odds are, even if you identify as heterosexual, you might find yourself in belonging to some aspect of the queer community and identity. And that is a blessing. A couple of weeks ago, a lovely, wonderful, deeply called to ministry friend of mine invited me to hear an oriented to love panel at Evergreen Baptist Church in San Gabriel. Now, as I have a tendency to do, I want to preface a few things. Evergreen Baptist Church is a miraculous Asian community of Christian faith that has grown from being side X to inclusive of side A and side B. They have a wonderful ministry there called The Open Door that originally began to support Asian parents of LGBTQIA youth. It was and still remains an inclusive and nurturing space where Chinese, Japanese, and Korean parents can come together to talk about the challenges and struggles of raising queer children. From that wonderful ministry came forth The Open Door, a community for queer people and youth and young adults that is also inclusive of queer people who are side A, side B, and side X. So 
Let's just, that's just a wonderful example of openness there, you know, in a world where we cannot even tolerate conversations with people who think differently politically, it's truly miraculous to learn about communities of faith that create space for people who think different about theology, especially around theology with sexuality and gender. Now, I used to go to this ministry when I was single in 2015 and 2016, and it was the biggest LGBTQIA ministry group I have ever been part of. Every time I went to Evergreen Baptist Church for the open door, there were so many people in the room, we always had to get more chairs, and it was always so fun and so welcoming and so helpful to people like me. Now, knowing the history of this church, I was excited to attend the Oriented to Love panel with my friend. I didn't really know much about what I was getting into, other than that the topic was on LGBT inclusion in the church. And so when I sat down, I was surprised to learn that most people on the panel were side B and Asian. There were two African Americans, and they seemed out of the closet, but only one was in a same-sex relationship. It felt strange to me to hear people, queer or not, talk about the full inclusion of LGBTQIA people when they don't necessarily believe in it. I quickly learned that Oriented to Love is a nonprofit organization geared towards helping people have hard conversations. And so they bring people from both sides of a discussion to help them listen to one another out of love. This is a good thing. I probably should go to these workshops. I would love to grow in this area. But my friend was a graduate of the program and naturally a very good listener. And so I was excited to hear perhaps the kind of conversation people don't normally have in churches. I was excited to learn. But instead of a debate, it was more like a confessional or a therapy session where people talked about how painful their experiences were being LGBT and how much they have to sacrifice with unaffirming parents. There was one straight ally on the panel, but she too was side B. It was really heartbreaking to hear how rooted in pain these people were, even the straight ally. One gentleman said that what draws him to other people was their pain, and that's what drew him to connect. Another participant said that she often thinks about how her body will be encountered when she comes into a church as a lesbian, and she wonders if she'll be safe. Now, I get that. I sometimes feel that too, even working at a church. The panelists also talked about how in the LGBT debate, churches are having a very tense debate, and it, but it's really over a debate over queer bodies and queer lives, and it serves like a kind of theological war. I think we often forget that there are casualties in war, even in intellectual ones. One side B lesbian explained that for a lot of Chinese families, there's a deep cultural command to honor and obey your parents because of all that they sacrificed for you. And so staying celibate, staying abstinent is a kind of sacrifice that she feels the need to make in order to honor her parents. This is all so, so sad. But it is a necessary reminder for me and for people like me. I often forget how much people have to go through before they find and experience liberation. I also forget how difficult coming out can be for people who are Chinese or Korean and what an advantage I had in being a Cuban American in the US. And so I'm grateful that Oriented to Love answered this call to have these essential conversations 
but I do wish the panel was a bit more diverse. The one thing the panel desperately needed was a side, a lesbian or a trans person who is married with two or three babies and thriving. Not that marriage and children are the ultimate goal in life, but the panel was missing a person who lived comfortably, even theologically comfortably in their own bodies and in their identity in a loving relationship, so loving that it was rooted in a safe church and nurturing environment. The panel was desperately missing that. Because the reality is, is that the Christian life is not meant to be a crucifixion. God is never calling you to live a life of constant sacrifice, whether sexually or relationally. Honoring your father and your mother, regardless of your cultural background, does not mean sacrificing your life for their comfort. To honor our parents is to tell the truth. We tell the truth about the good our parents did, and we tell the truth about the harm they may have caused. There is only honor in truth. There is no honor in a lie or enforcing yourself to be abstinent. If you are a parent of an LGBTQIA person listening to this episode, and you find yourself feeling confused and bewildered, and at such a loss over your adult child sexuality and gender expression, please know that you are not alone. It's okay to be confused and unsure and unsettled by it all. But your own personal confusion and discomfort does not give you permission to restrict your adult child's life. It really does not. Human beings flourish when they are given the chance to express and live out their own autonomy. Maturation, the the act of maturing, is stagnant when children have to conform themselves to someone else's standards. Said another way, it is never okay to judge or to try to control your adult child with a threat of shame or guilt. It's never okay. The tragic reality remains that those side B queer people will never feel a lover kiss their neck or know the security of being held in the middle of the night or the compassion of going through life with a lover. They will never experience any of that until they are ready to break free from their parents and the conservative church's expectations and fully live out into their God-given identity. Years ago, while at the Open Door Fellowship Group, someone told me that being side B was a journey and not a destination, that oftentimes people have to remain celibate as they work through their own identity. And so I find that hopeful to know that people on this panel are on a journey, a very painful journey, and that being side B is not their destination. I truly believe that the good work that God began in them to liberate them from toxic theology will continue until it is complete. I believe that for them as much as I believe that for myself and for you. So if you're listening to this and you are side B, I want to encourage you to commit to memory Paul's words to the Galatian church in chapter five, verse one. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Sometimes the expectations of other people, especially the expectations of our parents, can be a kind of yoke of slavery. But you are being called by God to break free from that yoke and to live and to love in the freedom of being loved by your creator. If you're a parent with a queer child, I want to remind you that you have been called by God to protect and to defend that freedom. 
even if you don't understand or agree with it. You are called to set them free and you are called to help your children and your adult children to grow and to bloom in their own ways so that they too can be free enough to nurture the work of God in others. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. This is what the Unlearning Podcast is all about, helping one another stand free, stand firm, and to unburden one another from the yoke of theological slavery. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so grateful that you continue to join me on this journey. Until next time, my name is Ashley Lynn Hanks, and you are listening to the Unlearning Podcast. Oh, no.